0: Welcome. I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today is episode 547. Look at Romans chapter 10, verses 1 through 4. Let's read our passage. Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God concerning them is for their salvation. I can testify about them that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, since they are ignorant of the righteousness of God and attempted to establish their own righteousness, they have not submitted to God's righteousness. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul's in Corinth on his third missionary journey, and he intends to travel to Rome after he goes to Jerusalem. He's going to be in Rome for a while, then go on to Spain. While in Rome, he wants to strengthen the church there. He also wants to get them to partner with him on his missionary trip to Spain. Paul's providing this letter as a theology of the gospel. And so he's laying it all out. He began with sin. The problem is universal. Everyone is a sinner separated from God. And the only solution is justification by faith. No one can be good enough. No one can obey the law well enough. No one can do the things necessary to be judged right in God's eyes. The only solution is God's grace, forgiveness of sin, based on faith. Paul talked a lot about the Jewish people. They're not in this special circumstance because they're Jewish. They're just like everyone else. They need justification by faith. Well, the question then comes up, if the Jews are in the same boat as everyone else, then why did God do the Old Testament? At least the, the aspect of from the law of Moses to Christ. What about the law? What about Israel? What was all that about? Paul's answering that in chapters 9 through 11. What about Israel? What about the law? And so he he talked about the aspect of God's freedom to do things the way he wants to do. And God has freely chose to bring in these Gentiles into his community of believers but he still invites the Jews to do so. But the problem is so many of them have rejected the gospel. So Paul's addressing that, this whole idea of why are the Jews rejecting the gospel? And remember the theme of Romans is justification by faith. So justification by faith. What is justification? Justification is the act of God declaring someone righteous. And justification by faith means the basis of his declaring someone righteous is faith. And he's talking in this section we've been going through is about righteousness. In chapter 9, verses 30 to 33, he was contrasting the righteousness based on faith versus the law of righteousness. So the point there though is that you don't get righteousness by following the Mosaic law. You get righteousness through faith. Today we see in verse three, the righteousness of God versus their own righteousness. And next time in verses five through six, he'll contrast the righteousness based on law versus righteousness based on faith. There's a lot of overlap here because he's really making this point of faith is the solution. That's how you achieve righteousness is faith. You don't earn righteousness. You don't get to be righteous. You're declared righteous. By God. And he's laying his heart out here that this just really hurts him as a Jew, that his fellow Jews, the majority of them, have rejected the gospel. So let's pick it up here in chapter 10, verse 1. He says, Brothers and sisters, my heart's desire and prayer to God concerning them is for their salvation. So, brothers and sisters, this is addressing the people of the church. So my fellow Christians in the church in Rome, my heart's desire and prayer to God concerning them is for their salvation. Them refers to the Jewish people. And he's really addressing the Jewish people as a whole. Now, are there some Jews who have become Christians by believing the gospel? Yeah, yeah, there are. But the, the majority of them have rejected the gospel. And that's what hurts him is as an ethnic Jew himself, It bothers him that the the Jews have rejected the gospel. Verse 2, I can testify about them that they have zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. So zeal for God, that's a good thing. That's a, a positive, praiseworthy item. But he qualifies that. Okay, they're excited about God. They have a desire for God, but not according to knowledge. You could reword that say, they're going about it wrong. They want righteousness, but they're going about it wrong because they don't know what they need. Because that's the knowledge piece that is deficient, is righteousness. He goes on to explain that in verse 3. Since they are ignorant of the righteousness of God and attempted to establish their own righteousness, they've not submitted to God's righteousness. So they know that God is righteous. Everybody knows that. And and the theme of Romans is justification by faith. And, And that's the aspect they're missing, is they're trying to achieve righteousness by following the Mosaic law. So he says they're ignorant of the righteousness of God. It's not that they don't know that God is righteous. They just don't know how it works or they reject what God has told them and attempt to establish their own righteousness. So they're trying to be righteous, or trying to become righteous by doing the right thing. And as we mentioned in previous times, that's not an isolated thing for the Jewish people of this time. That is, by far, what the average person thinks is, in the end, when God weighs the scales, what I have done good will outweigh what I have done bad. I've done good enough. I've been good enough. And anybody familiar with the gospel says, well, no, no, it doesn't work that way. You can't be good enough. But that's essentially what they're doing. The standard by which they judge good enough is the Mosaic Law. I've followed the Mosaic Law good enough. So when God judges me at the end and gives the scorecard, I'll have passed by doing good enough. This is what he means by righteousness of their own is trying to be righteous themselves based on acting righteous. He says, but doing that, they've not submitted to God's righteousness. And it's not a secret. Paul took great pains to point out earlier the justification by faith of Abraham, that all the Jews looked to Father Abraham as their ancestor, but Abraham was not declared righteous because he did the right things. He was declared righteous because of his faith, because he trusted God, he believed God. And Paul's point is that's never changed. Yes, the law was given as a standard of behavior, but it was not given as a source of righteousness. And so they've not submitted to God's righteousness, meaning they have not had faith. They didn't trust God or believe God when God said this is how righteousness is received. And so they've rejected the idea of justification by faith. Verse 4 For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. This is a much quoted verse and a hotly debated verse. Seems like every time we get to a, a verse it's hotly debated. And that's just the way it is in Paul's writings because there can be so many nuances and uh, options for, for interpretation on them. So Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Well, let's look at it. First, let's look at the word end. End comes from the word, the Greek word telos. And it just simply means end. But just as our word end has different meanings, so does telos. And that's why end is the perfect translation for it, because it has The same different nuances. So end can mean the the termination of something. Like you watch a TV show and then it gets to the end and it's over. So it's a a, a time frame. It's the completion, the termination. Uh, Something's over. Or it could be the goal. You know, the statement, the end of government is the welfare of the people. That's the goal of government. It's not that government is over. Is that's its purpose. So it can mean goal. Or it can mean even result. She did not foresee the end of her actions. So the outcome can mean it. So end can mean all those things. And sometimes it's used in a ambiguous way, which means a combination of those things, like a race. The finish line of the race is the end of the race. Well, when you reach the finish line, that's the end of the race and that the race is over, but it's also the goal of running the race. So you could use a nuance there of meaning both of those things for a race. So, how is it used here? Well, Paul didn't give us footnotes, so we have to look at how it works with overall writings of Paul, overall understanding of theology, and, and the overall flow of this letter. So, if the end of the law means it's over then he's saying the authority of the Mosaic law is finished. It's over. The law is over. No more more law. Or if he's talking more goal, then the law points to and leads to Christ. Or the, talking about an outcome, the purpose of the law was to give Christ. That one doesn't fit as well. So the other two really are are debated over. So the end of the law, meaning... The law is over because of Christ, or the law is leading to Christ. And both those have been in and out of vogue over time. But also, it's how you then attach the rest of the sentence to it. The end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. I think a a good way to understand this is, go back to verse 3. Talk about the Jews. They used the law to establish their own righteousness. So they talking about their own righteousness. What was their own righteousness? It was based on the law. They were using the Mosaic law for their own righteousness. It didn't work. I think a good way to understand verse 4 is Christ brings an end to that, to using the law, because it's attached to everyone who believes. So that those who trust Christ cease using the law to establish their own righteousness. So is it the end of the law? Or is the end of using the law for righteousness? You can translate it either way. People have argued both ways on that. You can make a a good argument. So it really comes down for us. We look at that and say, so what's that mean about the law and us? How does the law affect us? We understand Christ is the solution for righteousness. Righteousness comes through justification by faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior but what about the Mosaic law? Is it over, or is it just over as a source of righteousness? And and practically, there's no difference in that for us. But how do we view the law, the Mosaic law, given in the Old Testament? A good way to understand that is the Bible pretty much points that we are not subject to the law as far as its rules for us to live by, but it's not thrown out completely. Jesus didn't say, forget the law. He said, I'm the completion of the law. I haven't set it aside. I've completed it. When asked questions about, well, what's the most important aspect of the law? Jesus gave answers like, love the Lord your God with all your being and love your neighbor as yourself. If you do that, you're following the law. Other places talk about the the law of Christ is what's important now, not the Mosaic law. So for us, as we look at it, a good lesson is the Sermon on the Mount. And it's not replacing the Old Testament law. It's changing it to an aspect of attitudes. No longer is it, don't do this, don't do that. It's really back to love the Lord and love people. So the Old Testament law says, don't murder. Well, Jesus says, don't even be angry. And if you're doing that, You're following the law. And so is the law applicable to us? Not in the legal sense, but the law gives a picture of what loving the Lord looks like and what loving one another looks like. And we're given a lot more about that in the New Testament also. So we don't throw out the law and say it doesn't matter. But the law of Christ is loving the Lord with every aspect of your being and loving your neighbor as yourself. And the entire Bible paints a picture of what that really looks like. It's not a matter of following rules, following laws, but it's seeing the biblical revelation of God as a a picture that God paints for us of what living in a relationship with him looks like or should look like and gives us aspirations of how we should live our lives. So Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes not that we throw away the old testament but it's no longer a source of pursuing righteousness we don't do that anymore we understand righteousness comes through faith in jesus christ thanks for joining me join me again next time so continue working through romans